There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, I want to apologize to everybody that the podcast is coming out a bit later than we usually intend. Yeah. We try to get it out on Thursday or Friday. It's Saturday, so sorry about that. Yep. We had intended to do that, but, you mm-hmm. know, mini family emergency and... Family stuff, yep. And life. Okay. So we're here. Yep. So we're here. And you want to talk about what's going down on the Isle of Oak? The Isle of Oak. Yeah. Of course I do. I mean... so. Where do we want to start? Hmm. So what do they do? We had stuff going down in the swamp. Mm-hmm. We had some stuff going down up in the uplands. Mm-hmm. Smith's Cove. I guess that's kind of connected to the uplands, right? Yeah, we talked about the money pit. There's mm-hmm. lots to jump into. Lots to jump into. Plus, we had, don't know if anybody else watched the William Shatner mm-hmm. extravaganza. The, <laughs> the unexplained. Yes. I thought it was really good. I thought it was fun. Sure. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was interesting because, of course, we expected to get into the curse, which is what that's kind of up his alley for that show. That's what, yeah, for that show. Sure. Yeah. But I thought it was a good way for someone that was brand new to Oak Island, like the curse of Oak Island to within one sitting, sit down, kind of get some information about the curse, the main key players coming in and just kind of those little tidbits so they could jump in and still be able to like see know what's going on in the show (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah it was fun to watch that there was a bunch of times where we were just uh saying oh my gosh look at that clip that is so old you know oh yeah they used a lot of clips from the curse of oak island because Mm -hmm. the unexplained is also a prometheus entertainment television show Mm -hmm. and they use a lot of clips from the curse of oak island and it was just funny to see like you know, I'm looking. I know I'm looking at Marty and Rick, and they're wearing like you know not what they usually wear. Uh-huh. And you know this video is like five, six years old. Oh yeah, and it's least. just it's just funny to see some of that intermixed with some of the newer stuff. Yeah, what I say, I was like, hey, they're wearing each other's colors. Like, yeah, because they swapped at some point. Yeah, uh, apparently, <laughs> I, I guess it never dawned on me that Rick was the original red wear. <laughs> if we want to get down to the fashion of Oak Island, back in the day, yes, back in the day, <laughs> there's been an evolution. Well, for them, not so much for Jack Bagley. Oh, no. He, or Gary Drayton. No, they kind of wear the same thing every time. Well, Gary's, you know, a big fan of the khaki. Well, yeah. Duh. Who it, isn't? Like, what else are you going to get dirty in? Khaki, naturally. I guess so. Okay. Now that I'm done with all the fashion talk <laughs> <laughs> and the random things that For actually... some of you that don't know, Deidre used to be in fashion retail management. Oh, I worked Back in, in the, the fashion day. world for quite a while. Really, mm-hmm. I loved it. I she loved did. it. Didn't fit our lifestyle anymore. So, but it was a, it was a good place to be at, it at was. the time. So. It was a great place to be, and I still volunteer um, at what's called the Skill Center or Cascadia Tech Academy here, and am on their advisory board committee. So, trying to keep them all current with what's going on in the world of fashion and in the industry. It's quite fascinating. So of course I like me some fashion. 
also very un Oak Island related. Well, but I'm happy no, to talk about it. Because we talk about Oak Island fashion all the time. That's true. Like Billy's fashion. Oh, you know yeah. What I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, He's could, also could you dress Billy better? Shirt. You can't. Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> My favorite is his 90s like colored mm -hmm. Billy shirt, the one with the bright blue and the pink and the collar. Oh yeah, it's good we stuff. Totally had stuff like that. Yeah, in that's the in 90s. the uh, the friends video that you had made. Uh -huh. right? yeah. I was like, no, yeah, we gotta sprinkle one. that in there. It's a good one. It's perfect. Absolutely. So cool. Um, yeah. So beyond the Oak Island fashion, beyond the unexplained, do you have beyond anything else you want to? Unexplained. Well, because last week we had the the William Shatner, uh, Maddie Blake. Special, Not, you know, minus Manny Blake special, right? Mm -hmm. And that was fun. And then we got this new show, and it was just fun because, like you said, it gives so much background information of the stuff that you know all of us that watch the Curse of Oak Island every week we know, mm -hmm. but. Anybody that's not into it can see this and say, oh, this might be something I'm interested in. So it's a cross-promotional thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it was a good, a good hour of TV. If it's Oak Island related, I'm going to be watching it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So what swamp. happened? What happened in the swamp? I want to start in the swamp because they start in the swamp. Okay. Right? What's going on? My first thought is, oh, Billy and Dave. <laughs> yeah. Tag team in the swamp working side by side digging. And I also kind of pictured them, you know, at a claw machine at the same time. <laughs> like if you're looking in and you're the stuffed animal and they're like, Oh, Billy and Dave are like, I gotta get the gold or whatever the prize is. But that's the claw, just how I think. It moves. The claw. Yeah. I was thinking more or less like, Oh look, Dave's got shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's totally great observing. Like, we know Marty gets a little antsy, so he wants to get down and up. And Dave's probably like, this is perfect. Yep. I just got to tell you guys what to do down mm -hmm. there. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's like, you know, we got King of the Cove over there. But that's yeah, Billy. Yes. That's Billy. Maybe, uh, you know, Dave, Dave, the rowdy one, Blankenship is also kind of part of the King of the Swamp ruling. No, he's part of the King's Court. He is there part of the go. King's Court. All right, so they were digging a trench. Yes. That was that it, this is something that I have dubbed Paul's plan. Paul's Yeah, he does kind of give us the lowdown, doesn't he? Yeah, this he? is Paul's baby for this episode at least. Well, I mean, for at least this what they're doing in that spot. Mm -hmm. I mean, cuz they're digging on what was the ship shape anomaly mm -hmm. right and he had a theory about the way that it was positioned if he were to if they were to dig in this one spot that he wanted to dig in the ship part or part of the ship was closer to the surface and mm -hmm. it was about 15 feet down that they wanted to go mm -hmm. to reach this whatever whatever mm -hmm. could be down there whatever the anomaly was hopefully ship stuff right yeah absolutely we know with the ship-shaped anomaly. So the most shallow part, like you said, would have been at 15. And the other end was at like 55 feet under. Mm -hmm. So it only makes sense that we know with this big excavator, you can at least get down to the 15 feet. Mm -hmm. So why not go to the heart of the anomaly at the most shallow point to save yourself some work and see if there's anything there? Might and, as well. Yeah, exactly. And then they, he's digging. Everybody's out there. We got Rick, Paul, Jack, Gary, Alex. It's a motley crew. It's, it is a motley crew. It's a swampy crew. 
and they just Jack is there and you know he calls stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. And Jack's he, in charge, you guys. Jack's in charge. <laughs> he saw wood. Ooh. And then what do you say? He? What what do you say about the wood? <laughs> I saw wood. No, I saw the wood. I saw the wood. Yeah, so I saw the wood and the wood one. No. No? Okay, sorry. No, some, I, I saw somebody made a little video that was uh, Ace of Base, Ooh. and they were, uh, you know, doing the whole... I saw the wood. Well, it wasn't quite that. It was just Jack saying, I saw the wood, and then they would clip in the rest of the song, and then it'd just go back to Jack saying, I saw the wood. It opened up my eyes. <laughs> it was eyes. kind of funny. I saw the wood. I, that's good. I like it was, that. He didn't sing it, though. So no, it, I know he didn't. He was standing there. I know, but... It, it it's not as good as you're thinking, but it was okay. It was it was my it was funny. I'm sure it was absolutely so, hilarious. Yeah, you should look but it up. Anyways, it, mm -hmm. so they're doing it, and Jack's like, "I'm not going down there now." So Billy's gonna have to get it mm -hmm. because you know who's gonna go into that hole. That, that's a bad idea. Yeah, but wasn't it? I thought it was like something that wasn't even really that deep. Well, we were looking at it, and yeah, because they hadn't hit their 15 foot mark yet. But still, trying to get into the a hole in the swamp that that muddy it's just it's dangerous. You know, yeah. you, you start getting things collapsing in on you, and that would uh, or yeah, that that would be a terribly unfortunate way to go. But he goes, Billy's got to get it, and then he does. You know, he does. Oh, he duh. does a straight up claw machine move. Yeah, he's, he's like, like and that's what made me also think of the. Claw, the claw machine because yeah. he also once he scoops up he like hands it to him in mm -hmm. the claw yeah i'm sorry that's impressive well he's a surgeon with the excavator yeah surgical billy surgical. He, he he's precise he's the best so looks like it's a survey Mark yeah him. it looks just like the survey stakes but rick wasn't convinced he's like yeah it looks kind of like it but you know it wasn't mm -hmm. it didn't feel like this or mm -hmm. something like that right he he was mentioning them being smaller but he referred over to paul uh asking if they had found ones this size before he said, yeah yeah we've seen them that size i bet you that's quite a stack of survey markers by now over the years that people ever since fred nolan was pulling them up yeah yeah I and mean, that's a lot in a similar shape they're obviously there for a reason we'll put at them that there. point why would you have so many shaped the exact same way yeah i remember at Earlier in the season, we had Rick pull one out, and he was like counting the the cuts mm -hmm. around the edge because he's because he knew what approximate yeah. Well, he knew what Fred had found. Yeah, and he's like, oh my gosh, I, we just found the same thing. Mm -hmm. So pretty cool. I'm glad they could find something like that because it just re reaffirms that Fred Nolan was onto something. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's the one with the main one that pushed the ship theory mm -hmm. and the swamp. You know, being instrumental in the history and the legend of oak island so mm -hmm. and just staying kind of on the swamp track um gary and jack go off to like do some further metal detecting because they don't want to watch them dig a hole yeah yeah so they go off do they some work metal to do. detecting they've got work to do yeah and other people are you know they're watching because we also get more action in in that hole and when they decide to continue digging in that hole, uh, when Jack and Gary are gone, they, you know, they hit like rock, solid, whatever it is, earth or whatever. And 
Paul calls, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, because they're just tearing up poor Billy's equipment. I don't, I don't think that's Billy's equipment. He was using the big track excavator, uh, that's right? That's true. So They're still tearing up the yeah, equipment. They, yeah, they definitely don't want to mess up the equipment. But the interesting thing to me was that at that point, you are still, they still weren't at the 15-foot mark. And for them to hit something that hard says that there's something hard there, but then a less something less dense below it, no matter you know what that is. Sure. So what they were seeing in their seismic mm -hmm. results would have been like the hard reflector on top, mm. which is what they were tearing up equipment with. So what's underneath that? I don't know. It's not promising in my like when I really think about it, mm -hmm. because, you know, if the ground is that hard right there, I mean, if all that ground was, if that was put there, would it be that hard, you know, in the past couple hundred years or whatever? I just don't know. I'm not a geologist, so I don't know how things settle, but it seems to me that if it was mm -hmm. pre previously disturbed, it would be easier to dig up. Unless it was put, something hard was put there on purpose underneath something yeah so if you're gonna bury whatever it is it would make sense to put like say a big flagstone rock on top and then dirt on top of it okay but i mean they would have known that that was some kind of big rock right they didn't they, they, i In didn't the hear anomaly mm -hmm. it just shows that below the 15 feet is lesser dense sure right mm -hmm. but we don't know because we didn't get to the 15 I know, but like, who who's putting a big flagstone there in 1600? Well, who was building? I, I, I get it. A giant. I get it. Whatever. But to me, it just seems like I don't know. There's we it's have to. I, I I need to see more. I just it it made me lose a little faith in at least that area because I'm thinking to myself, it probably would have been easier to dig in that area if people had dug in it pre previously like well we did a core sample early in the season mm -hmm. remember where they hit a really hard cap rock mm -hmm. and i'm okay. wondering that's what they hit here sure maybe and then something and then they went through a lot quicker mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm not giving up i wasn't a big swamp gal before i feel I feel like there's something. I'm there. super into the swamp, but this this little piece of the puzzle, eh, I don't know. I have to wait and see. Yeah. Just wait and see. I don't know. Well, yeah. hey, I mean, I mean, what? Can who we, knows? It could be the, a, a huge be? monumental thing, but man, eh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. We'll see. Anyways, but they didn't. My point was just that they didn't get to the their target. Yeah, they were stopped, so they really weren't able to investigate whatever said anomaly is ship or not ship. Yeah. To ship or not to ship. Right now, it's not to ship, but it could still be something. You really want all that treasure to be Shakespeare, don't you? No, I I don't like Shakespeare. I really hate all I, it. All I heard right there was to be or not to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To I be like, a ship or not to be a ship. But I do like bacon. So <laughs> well, what if Francis Bacon is the alter ego of, or what if Shakespeare is alter ego of Francis Bacon? You know, that just sounds more fun. <laughs> so I couldn't get behind that. I like me go. a good treasure mystery, obviously. And okay, 
I like bacon. So it I like no bacon what, too. I like bacon bits more than actual bacon though. Really? Yeah. You just like the bits of bacon? I like all the bacon. Eh, like shove I'll take that bacon. I just don't think it tastes that good. It's okay. Who are you get out of here? Give me a steak. Is that better? No, it's not okay. cake. <laughs> steak, okay. They had a wooden steak. There you go. Will that work for That'll you? So work. you prefer steak. <laughs> you prefer wooden steaks to bacon. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. All right. So what else happened in the swamp? We had Gary and Jack. Gary and Jack. Attack. attack. <laughs> <laughs> Going out there with the metal detector. They're attacking the ground with the metal detector. Uh, yes. And the ground attacks back mm -hmm. with a... Sharp pointy object. <laughs> a sharp pointy object jumps out of the ground. Ah! <laughs> Under okay. a cone-shaped boulder. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't like a giant boulder or anything. No, I'm just like saying a, it was cone-shaped. It was a bigger rock. Yeah, okay, you're getting into the territory of... Okay, so you used to be the Marty and I was the Rick. Uh -huh. But you're getting into like, oh my gosh, it's a... It's a foot and a half tall boulder. That must be a big cone shaped boulder. No, they it's not. It's just a bigger, it's just a rock. The boulder. It's just it's, a rock. It's kind of like, what if you only saw the top of the pyramids and then you had to pull away the sand and it gets bigger and bigger. Okay. What if this sure. is the top of a pyramid? It could be. It looked like that was the whole rock though. But That's whatever. what happens in that <laughs> DuckTales movie. They stumble like on the top of a pyramid and then they have to what uncover movie? it. DuckTales. Oh, you know, yeah. the treasure hunting DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Don't yeah. hi hire Launchpad. That guy is a bad pilot. He is a bad pilot. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so what they find it. They found this thing mm -hmm. and they're like, what is it? They're and, excited. Yeah. But they're like, oh, look at that. I think there's some kind of wood in it. Mm -hmm. You know? And so they examine it. They pass mm -hmm. it around. Rick has some interesting notes, though. He's like, well, isn't there some kind of. What do you call it? Um, well, there's like the little rivets or whatever. Yeah, it's likely like a pole was attached, he thought, mm -hmm. because of the wood and how the, the the little things on the side of this metal mm -hmm. thing that they found. Yeah. And so they weren't sure. They're like, you know what? I know who knows. Mm -hmm. Carmen Leg. Of course he does. Mr. Blacksmith Extraordinaire. Blacksmith Extraordinaire. I like that. Yeah. So they eventually go to New Ross, but mm -hmm. um, I guess we should just touch on that. They go mm -hmm. take that field trip. Field trip. But you know, it's funny. It doesn't seem like Rick ever goes on these field trips. What's up, Rick? He's like, I'm too dirty to leave the island. <laughs> he just, he can't. Yeah. I, you know what? My bad. Scratch that. He went to the fortress of Lewisburg, right? Oh, that's and true. And he went to the um, uh, Dartmouth Museum to try to dig up the 95th zone. Okay. Okay. My bad. Rick goes on field trips, but he doesn't go see Carmen Lake. That's true. It feel and Marty has just joined the Carmen Lake field trips. I, mean, and, I think he's all about Carmen. And Lake. he's like, "Whoa, don't have when you go to see him, always take me now because he always gets something exciting out of it." Yeah, I think so. Marty was involved. I don't know if they're still doing the show or not. The uh, Curse of Civil War Gold. Oh yeah, I'm thinking Marty's like, "Oh my gosh, gold mine, Carmen Lake, the TV show." Mm. I think he wants in on that, and I think he's wants. Okay, maybe not, but I mean. Come on, who who thinks Carmen Leg needs his own TV show? Yeah, I want to see him make. Or some sweet what if it's stuff. Billy digging stuff up and then Carmen Leg checking it all out? Tag team, something like that. Maybe mm. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a way we can make it work. <laughs> well, I just think it'd be fun. He's he's very entertaining character. They kind of can do away with the subtitles, I think. But yes, you know he's. Uh, it's fun when they go and see him because he always gives them 
Yeah. Like you said, exciting information. Yeah, he has a, a unique insight. I don't I don't think he like over you know, tries to over deliver on what he's saying you know, either. A lot a of people apprehensive. Oh, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, flood tunnels, you know, even though mm -hmm. you see a rock, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever sometimes. You know, sometimes people exaggerate a little bit. And that's mm -hmm. fine. It's TV. But I don't think Carmen Lake's an exaggeration type. He's just like, oh, no, this is what it is. No, he seems like a straight shooter to yeah. me. I mm -hmm. just, that would be my guess. Mm -hmm. If if I had to guess, I'd if say you had he's to. a straight shooter, probably a Gryffindor. <laughs> probably a Gryffindor, yeah, pro yeah. possibly. Possibly. Uh, yeah. But he says uh, it's a pike pole. Yeah, he, he uh, a pike pole, but he also said it's definitely... Something you'd find on a sailing ship, which makes sense, mm -hmm. right? So we the wood. It's just the second week in a row he said that exact mm -hmm. same thing, and it's good stuff. It totally makes sense for what it would be used for in there, but it also got me thinking about last year when we had the Ro Roman pylum. It's just another thing attached to a stick mm -hmm. that for poking stuff <laughs> and moving them around within ship areas. I'd be really interested to get his opinion on that particular artifact. What the the, the, the pylon, pylon thing? Yeah. yeah. The, if it's something I know, he would yeah. have ever seen within the sailing hmm. arena. Yeah. yeah, well, because it's definitely probably not a Roman pylon. <laughs> no, but so. it's definitely something attached to a stick. <laughs> and to me, that seems like something similar to what we've got. Yeah, it would be fun here. if they revisit some of that older stuff, huh? Mm -hmm. Stuff from the because that was just last season, so it's still mm -hmm. pretty fresh in our mm -hmm. brains, right? Mm -hmm. so. I just think that he would have some interesting insight because at uh, first we were thinking a crossbow bolt and that it's kind of evolved, but he may see it and be like, "Yeah, yep, crossbow bolt for sure," or fishing spear. Yeah. Or you know, whatever, or whatever, or that definitely came off a sailing ship. But I think it wouldn't be a stretch if, if that particular piece that we saw this week um, from the pike pole mm -hmm. could also be a different kind of pike pole. No, I, mean, I, I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. So, or a harp. Um, <laughs> we need more Carmen Leg in our life. We do need more Carmen Leg in our life. Yeah. So he dated the artifact between 1710 and 1790, and that's the same dates he gave last week on mm -hmm. the artifacts brought in then. So we definitely have, we keep getting very similar dates right around that time period. It's kind of, I think, helping to shape this story and what potentially could have happened here. Anyways, what else? Do we have anything? Well, Marty's at that point, Marty said that the evidence of a ship in the swamp is becoming overwhelming. Yeah, because like, he was very anti. He's a he's very he's a Rick. Like he's he's not a Marty anymore. Marty is not a Marty. He's a Rick. You know, in that unexplained mm -hmm. episode, mm -hmm. they talk about sometimes how they switch spots. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it feels very Freaky Friday <laughs> situation around here. And I can see that. Yeah. Well, what did they do? Like run into each other as kids, and they have like their brains. Never mind. No, How they did that probably work just did it over the weekend <laughs> and ran into each other oh, because okay. as kids they were still, you know, themselves. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe they got in a car accident and <laughs> like swap and swap bodies. Uh, I swap don't minds. Know. Someone dropped a 
hair dryer. Every Friday the, the 13th, I, I, they, I, I, swip, they swap or something, Every Friday right? the 13th. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, the guys, uh, I, I mean, I, I just, Marty is such a Rick now mm-hmm. that he's, he's all in. You mm-hmm. know, he might try to play a little bit of uh, skepticism, but mm-hmm. no. <laughs> the difference is. That's fading fast. For Marty, he, once you give him this specific evidence to prove something, of mm-hmm. course he's going to be all in he's got the evidence and he just wants to see it before taking that leap and you know being pie in the sky versus thinking big and then seeing if there's the evidence if he sees the evidence then it's like oh okay you know i believe the facts and that's what i am if you're gonna dish me some solid proof then yeah i'm gonna be all in so something happened in the swamp something did and they have the boat animation with it on fire oh, to prove it. <laughs> I almost <laughs> said I thing. have a new favorite animation, but I, I don't because I still like the giant boxes <laughs> of gold rolling off the ship. But the ship on fire. That that was good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not it's it's I've seen better. <laughs> this ship is on fire. <laughs> yeah. See? Okay, sure. I'm here to make a music video. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else about Smith or not Smith of the swamp? Nope. Nothing about more about the swamp or uh, the visit to Carmen Lake. Yeah. I mean, keep up the good work, Gary. You mm-hmm. know, you're finding some good stuff. Billy, keep digging. Right. Oh, yeah. The other guys, they're killing in the swamp. I'm excited to see what happens next week because I think next week's crazy, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we saw a little bit of that on the next time on. Ugh, but of course. I mean, every next week is crazy. Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. So, okay. So, we had a moment early on in the episode mm-hmm. where they took us away from Oak Island. Mm-hmm. They took us to Traverse City, Michigan. Yes. That's Marty's hometown. Yes. Marty and Craig are sitting in an office chatting with Vanessa from ROC Equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you? I can't tell. <laughs> Go Vanessa. She's like shaking her fist. So yes. we're like, pump it up. Uh, I'm pump, pump, pump the jam. <laughs> pump it up. Yeah. So you're excited to have Vanessa back on the island yes! very soon. Okay. Girl power. Did you know <laughs> she's the CEO? Yes. Well, you it, didn't? I did, but I didn't. Like, I knew she either like still worked with the family. She's or a honcho, it. yo. She's the woman. Yeah. Like, yeah. P.S. I really want to talk to Vanessa on the show <laughs> and girl power. I've always said <laughs> that I think we're underrepresented in the treasure hunting community and obviously in construction. Yep. So, yeah, let's can't, bring her Can't in. deny that. No. But, you know, um, okay. I'll, I'll get off my little soapbox there. But that means... We're going to be uh, drill- dropping down some cans in the money. And hammer can. grabbing it. Yeah. So Marty explains that they think they found Shaft 2. Mm-hmm. And according to historical records, that's about 14 feet from the money pit. So he's. I think he's trying to get Vanessa like stoked and excited. And she's like, oh, yep. <laughs> you know. She's like, yeah, let's do it. Well, I mean, I don't think she had a lot of a woo in her voice. What do you think? Oh, I think she was plenty woo. By the end, she's saying we're going to put holes all over the island <laughs> that's true and we're gonna be getting lots of treasure and Marty's like yeah i like that 
So yeah, That's she true. was pretty excited. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I don't know. They, they talked to her like, Hey, well, what can we comp? What can we do this year? You know, we want to go bigger. We want to go. Go bigger, go home. Yeah. And so she recommends an eight foot can mm -hmm. when they had done five foot cans before. So this is diameter. Uh, that's, we have a can that's as tall as you. That's yeah. what's been out there, you know, currently, currently, but now they're going to have one that's way taller than me, man. That's like a, you fit a lot of stuff yeah. down there. That was my first thought. I was like, okay, so, and a five foot can is pretty big, mm -hmm. you know, that that's me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a five foot can <laughs> diameter. Okay. Tall, tall. So I could lay down yep. and you'd know how big the case on is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if I lay down, the case on's much bigger than me and I could do it like Mission Impossible style and you could like harness drop me into an eight foot can. That would be sweet. I kind of want to do that now with like lasers. Maybe they'll do that with like John Chatterton or something. Dun, 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 you know? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to go down like belly first, like uh, Mission Impossible. But I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so they also talk about, well, okay, let me back up. Cray looks stoked. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's like, yeah, you have he is eight, so excited. eight foot cans. So they've spent a lot of time drilling doing sonic drilling a lot of small holes this year they haven't really dove into the hammer grab and the sonic drill holes are what what scott tell us eight they're eight inch and then the piece that goes inside is six and then the core piece itself. that comes out is four okay well now we're going in from a, a to an eight foot can and hammer grab yeah Big old hammer grab, yo. You excited? You're, you look, I, I see the excitement in your eyes so right excited, now. I'm so excited because I'm already thinking of, you know, I thought it was cool that Billy was doing the claw and pulling stuff out of a hole. Now this is a claw. We're That's talking a real about an machine. eight foot claw. The claw. They should put one of those big, um, uh, you know, the big stuffed animals from Costco. Oh my God. Throw it down in the hole and then that like, claw it out. Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I really kind of thought someone like, could like play it, play a prank and be like, Rick, we found something. <laughs> and out and, comes they, teddy and bear. they've got like this teddy bear hanging out of the claw. <laughs> yeah. they. That's on the uh, April fool's show. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be a bit. Please do that. <laughs> and then raffle it off for like charity or something. Oh yeah. It, it, it's covered in Oak Island dirt. Cause all you have to do is put it in the claw and dip it in. And then as he comes around the corner, this giant teddy bear comes out. <laughs> oh man, this that's hardcore. This is golden. Mm -hmm. Someone well, do this. If you ever have an Island that you're going to drill on mm -hmm. and use a hammer grab, you can do this. Okay. So <laughs> I might need some PVC pipe and a small, uh, <laughs> I can do it on a smaller scale. Yeah. Well, or you could just go to the arcade. Yeah, but that's not an eight foot claw. Well, you can't do a small scale. What you're talking about with an eight foot claw either. Okay? I know. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be really funny if, like, they put a couple of those big stuffed animals down there. And it'd be funny if they pulled up both of them, you know, at the same time. It'd be hilarious. You know, we're going to Oak Island in May. And as much as I'd like to bring one of those giant Costco teddy bears, we would have to pay for a full, like, a, a whole seat. seat. <laughs> for yeah, no thanks. They have, I bet you they have a Costco in uh, Halifax. I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. Do you have a Costco in Halifax? Because <laughs> if so, I'm bringing a big No, bear. stop. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think that's 
so amazing. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop. But I'm really excited that we're going to start hammer grabbing. They say we're going to see her in a couple weeks. Well, does that, you know, that could mean anything, though. That, that, can does. Be, that can mean it's on next week's episode. It means it could be three weeks from now. I think, well, they might come in next week and start bringing in equipment. I mean. They, they might purposefully say a couple weeks as well, just, you know, even though, it, uh -huh. what, what if she came the next day, but they say, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks, just because that's convenient for what the show is going to be anyway. It's possible. It's hard to say. I mean, yeah. if they're just now calling her to say, we need you. I mean, it's not like Oak Island is her only job. So you got to give them some notice and, you know, it takes a little bit of time to travel to Nova Scotia with that kind of heavy equipment. Yeah, well, I don't know where they're based out of. I don't recall. They sure. might they might be in Nova Scotia or New Brunswick or somewhere right in those that they ballpark. Worth investigating. Yeah, so they she, they did ask her. They're like, mm -hmm. "Hey, is it it? You know, what's what's the likelihood?" I I, they, I don't remember exactly how they asked, but it's, they were kind of saying like, "Are we in danger of like not being able to get through like last time?" Because remember, mm -hmm. they grind off all those uh, teeth. Yeah. You know, and she's like, well, we should have a better chance this time because of how much more uh, space they'll have to work. Yeah, they'll have so, a larger cutting surface area, space. right? Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, I never thought of it that way, but duh. Yeah, well, she said that the eight foot can allows for two and a half times more space. I mean, well, more material. Yeah, I mean, volume. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's all. Yeah, it's huge. Especially considering how much we were getting before. And she said, just to be safe, she's going to bring 220 feet of pipe. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, like, that's pretty. Gotta do deep. what you gotta do. But you also gotta have an extra can or two to, uh, in case something breaks or, you know, you grind off the teeth or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's going to be easy just to bring another one out. I'm thinking to myself, hmm, that's got to be fun to drive across the causeway. <laughs> usually, <Not>. <laughs> usually it's pretty tight getting across there with any of the heavy equipment. Well, we'll go find out pretty soon how hard it is just to get a car across it. Probably yeah, really I'm easy. sure it's pretty <laughs> easy to drive straight across yeah. on a car, but. Whew, yeah, I can't, I can't believe that's coming up like two months. Yeah. Two months, just a little over two months, you guys, we're going to be on Oak Island. Who's excited? I'm we're, so excited. For our audio only listeners, we're raising our yeah, hands. Yeah, we're raising right our hands. Yeah. And I can't wait to go visit places that we're on the show take some video and have some awesome stuff to come back and you show you can, for the off season you think we could go see uh go to new ross and see carmen leg oh that's <laughs> yes does anybody have any like uh i don't know way to contact him i mean i guess he probably has a website right or maybe well, he doesn't i don't know it's also like a museum oh is it the, it's a new what they say the new ross farm heritage museum okay or center well i guess we can go check that out because so we're gonna be there why not have hours of some kind mm -hmm. that would, would be cool assume. um i think cogs is right over in that area because we talked about flying into halifax and then also going to going by where the book bindery was and i think that. cogs is cool but you're kind of obsessed it's 
that's pretty rad. <laughs> I I don't know if I needed a what I, I was gonna say initials. I, I don't know. I just think cogs is like a cool way to do the thing. <laughs> okay. Sounds like fun. Yes, I'm weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all right. So next up we had so we have basically two sections of the show left to discuss. Yes. The uplands mm -hmm. and then the war room meeting. What do you want to start with? How about the uplands? Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Oh, we also went out to lot 21. Yeah. Well, that's that's connected to the uh, war room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. okay. Uplands so, it is. Yeah. Jack, Gary, Billy, let's dig. And then they dig. dig and they dig, dig and dig and dig. Dig, dig. All right, Jack's, Jack was saying he thinks that there's a friend of the cross right under their feet. Like, he just feels it, I think. You know, he knows it. He can feel the power of the lead. Mm -hmm. Gary says that they need a sign pointing that says, treasure this way. <laughs> I love that. He's like, you know it's towards the money pit. Well, that's easy. All you got to do is put that sign, like, at the other, other end of the causeway. Treasure this way, then they'll be right. What if we give a sign to the teddy bear that comes out of the money pit that says treasure this way? And it's an arrow pointing down? Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. Done. You're, you did it. Check. I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy finds some big pieces of timber, as he does. There was a lot of wood in there. Yeah. And it's kind of all smashed to bits, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was pausing through it and was really surprised on the one side how much wood there was. Looked like there was a lot of plankings that, mm -hmm. to me, said shaft. But hard to say well they they end up like digging and digging and uh rick and marty come by and uh -huh. like they they found some kind of i don't know bottomless pit you know like uh rick was putting his shovel down there and he's like i don't feel no end to this this is like mm -hmm. just a kind of a cavity mm -hmm. and they're like wondering well what was what is this is mm -hmm. this like a unfilled shaft mm -hmm. like what did they say shaft five that was abandoned mm -hmm. um they also find the wood like timbers that are set over each other as mm -hmm. if they're kind of like a box the a tunnel or shaft yeah. or whatever mm -hmm. to go into and <laughs> one of my favorite things was um who was that gary said that he thinks they've opened the wooden pandora's box <laughs> it's like uh oh that's scary well <laughs> They pull out what looks like a human scalp shortly oh, thereafter, right? Yikes, <laughs> that was gross. Yeah, well, it, it was funny because just before that, before the episode aired, they had a commercial or at least like a preview on Facebook. Yeah. Where literally all it had was Dr. Ian Spooner saying, yeah, I've never seen anything like this before. It looks like human hair. And then they yeah. ended it right there. They yeah, didn't give any looks... more explanation. And so they're like, what? We're like, huh? Human hair? What? <sighs> yeah, it gave Deidre the heebie-jeebies. It did give me the heebie-jeebies. Big time. And so it was when we watched the episode, though, yeah. it's like much more cut and dry. It's very cut and dry. It's way too thick to be human hair. It's a... Uh... Coconut fiber. Definitely coconut Yeah, that's fiber. like when we first saw it, we're, uh, we're like, oh, coconut fiber. Then they're like, it could be human hair. I'm like, no, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I fall for the bait and switches, <laughs> though. You know, I lean in. Yeah, I know. I know. We, we both do. Yeah. But, but, I mean, coconut fiber, to find more of it and that much of it, that deep, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Hey, would that be like that? What he found, would that be called Jack's hair? 
Ew. <laughs> well, he, just you like, know, stick. yeah. What did he stick it on his head? You know, because you know he doesn't. You know, he's he's he shaves, he shaves his, his head. head. So <laughs> it's uh, Jack's toupee. <laughs> Jack's toupee. <laughs> if it was hair, yes. <laughs> oh, it's just coconut fiber. Never mind, Jack. Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's man. funny. Glad I can make you smile today. That's once. Like, oh, man. oh, man. That's good. Marty, I'm actually kind of excited about this. <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah. Like, I really hope you are. Yeah. Well, Clotworthy jumps in. He's like, you know, they have like the little background explanation about coconut fiber and how the closest island that, you know, grows any kind of coconut like that is over 1,500 miles away. What's it doing in Nova Scotia? Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, if you think about how much of it was found in Smith's Cove, and then we go to mm -hmm. thinking about it just in these different places, that is a lot of coconut fiber that would have had to come over. Like, a lot. Like a lot. Even if they use it for packing crates, like how many crates would you have had to have full of that in order to use it on such the scale they did well yeah so like when they found it originally way you know back mm -hmm. in the day in smith's cove and whatnot from what i understand they you know removed a lot of it like you know it wasn't like put in a box and stuck it off to the side you know marked that coconut fiber found in smith's cove so we don't know how much they actually found mm -hmm. maybe it was a huge amount maybe it was very little i don't know mm -hmm. i mean Someone might like Doug or Dan Hensky might know, but uh -huh. you know, with people watching the TV show like us, I'm just not sure how much they found before. Thinking of the logistics of the depositors bringing coconut fiber, and you know, did they really use just what they had on hand in crates full of treasures, or mm -hmm. is it like, hey, we stumbled across this island that's going to be perfect? We know how to get back here. Do we create a plan and then like come back and do all these workings? And we know we have to have so much coconut fiber. <laughs> that that seems bananas, but now, I, maybe I they brought know. boatloads of just coconut fiber. Yeah, maybe the boat <laughs> that got buried in the swamp. Yeah, yeah, was like the coconut fiber supply boat. A Spanish galleon. Could it be? <laughs> hey, I don't know. But you know what? We got a lot of could it bees this episode, just saying. Mm -hmm. That's true. It He's could. bringing it back. Like, yeah. I think last season there was like, was there any could it bees? Because I think oh, they was. thought they was overdone. Well, they pulled back a tiny bit. Yeah, but it's the... back this season. Mm -hmm. Could it be? With vengeance. I mm -hmm. like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Churro Company, they're the ones that found all that stuff in the Smith's Cove way back in the day. So. Mm -hmm. So the question is, did they find, what is it, Shaft 5? Shaft 5, possibly. Like, I hope so. Because when Rick sticks the shovel in there, and that's one, you know, the ones that was abandoned, well, I mean, only, it just keeps going. It's something that was only drilled down to, or excavated down to a depth of about 35 feet, they say, right? Mm -hmm. Then they removed something that they thought was a capstone kind of thing, mm -hmm. and it flooded with water. I mean, did they basically remove the a piece of the flood tunnel? Yeah, did they the intercept? In? I don't know. It's hard to say. Or did they just uh, get down too deep to where, hey, there's just naturally water there, and that's just it. End of story. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Meh. Meh. But I'm excited. 
Yep, I'm excited too. So anyway, they bag and tag the coconut fiber. They get that to uh, get a untouched sample. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Don't want any of uh, Jack's germs on them, right? <laughs> Jack's germs, <laughs> or anyone? Not necessarily Jack. I'm not throwing shade just on Jack. Jack. <laughs> we just don't want Jack's germs. We want the Ziploc. Well, he's the one retrieving germs. the sample. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. There was enough around there. <laughs> I know. And so they go and get the sample. Uh -huh. And they send it to Ian Spooner, mm -hmm. the swamp doctor. Yes. Even though they're not technically looking in the swamp. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that it went to him. But maybe they, they thought they the turnaround they trust on him. something like that with organic material. I mm -hmm. mean, he does work for a university. I'm sure Acadia can handle that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they're also digging in a little bit more in the uplands later on, and mm -hmm. they re they cut through the, uh, I don't know the they're cutting through the dirt mm -hmm. and water starts rushing in, right? Yeah. And then you're looking at it. You pause it with me, and you're like, okay, so they're digging right there, and the cave-in pit is there. Yeah, there was this drone shot where you can see Billy digging pretty darn close to the cave-in pit, which we see is full of water. And it's hard to tell exactly where the hole is that starts bursting in with water. But, I mean, they're really close to the cave pit. I'm just seeing, like, the dam between the cave-in pit and the giant <laughs> hole Billy's digging in breaking way and flooding everybody and they get hmm. stuck in the cove where I, I don't know that we know a lot about this cave in pit i mean yeah, they, I they've discussed it a little bit pit. but it might not be completely full of water that might just be something on top you know there was definitely water in it there was water there yes but i'm just saying maybe it's not like completely full of water and you know if it's a cave-in pit, you know, there could be lots of material dropped down uh -huh. with a little bit of water on top and just like a pool. Uh -huh. So Are we're you not thinking like seasonally it's got water in I it don't know. or something. I, I have no idea. I'm just saying, like, you think it's like completely full of water and they gonna they're gonna scrape something and get a rush in, you know? Well, yeah, okay. Uh -huh. So we live in Vancouver, Washington, and I'm thinking about Vanport, this poor city that was flooded because the dam broke and like it's now a river. Yeah, it completely got wiped and away. I was wiped off the face of the earth. It, yeah. it did. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm concerned that's gonna happen to Billy while he's digging and the like little thing's gonna break and everybody's gonna get washed away. And then the dam that's supposed to keep the water out is actually keeping the water in because it's coming from the opposite direction. If you're watching the uh, video podcast, you can see me rolling my eyes real big here. Cause and I'm demonstrating with my hands how it, yeah, how but it breaks. Com come on. Okay, you think Billy's going to put himself in jeopardy? I didn't say he 0 would. Zero percent chance. I didn't say he would. I'm Come just on. saying worst case scenario. And sometimes I need to know what the worst case scenario is. And that seems like a catastrophe to me. <laughs> that would be a catastrophe. It would be. I think everybody should wear life jackets. While <laughs> Billy's so not going to put himself now in Now you on. have to wear <laughs> your helmets and your life jackets. And then everybody will be safe. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. You're just jealous. I think about safety first. Mm -hmm. I was saying they should put Billy on a barge while he's working in there near flood tunnels, just in case. That would be funny, but it's unnecessary because Billy's barge. Billy doesn't need it. Yeah, I know. Cause he's king of the cove. Mm -hmm. I mean, Billy's Bay. 
Yo. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's, that's kind of that. It's all very interesting. It's one of those. For the longest time, I was like, flood tunnels really like, come on. Like, how old is this thing? Do flood tunnels really exist? You're probably just hitting a spring. Like, this is bananas. But uh, the more we are further into this, at least I'm thinking, okay, yeah, well, maybe. Maybe it could be. Maybe they did nick the side of a flood tunnel. Could it be? It could be. <laughs> it really could. That's all I got. Okay. That's that's how I feel about the uplands. And you're sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Well, they do have a follow-up with this, like we had briefly mentioned, mm -hmm. concerning the war room meeting where they talked to Dr. Ian Spooner about it. Mm -hmm. And... It was just uh he he wasn't there. It was just a voice conference call. But we had Marty, Rick, Alex, Doug, and Steve Guptill. Of course. And they were sitting around the table, wanting to know about this stuff. And that's when Doctor Spooner had brought up, "Yeah, it looked like human hair." Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, "Huh?" <laughs> Yikesos! Nothing I've ever seen before. Terrifying. Yeah, it was like nothing they ever seen before. Well, if you're if you're a Swamp studier. Mm -hmm. If you're a swamp studier out of like swamp Canada, studier. Mm -hmm. you probably haven't seen much coconut fiber come across your table. So yeah, especially that far down and mixed in like, that's just, again, it's bananas. It's absolutely bananas. Mm -hmm. This whole thing. I think Dr. Spooner is all in on the swamp being man-made. I mean, we kind of already know that, but I think as soon as he got that confirmer, he was like all in on right. this treasure hunt. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Nope. Acadia University is in. They're all in. Yep. Just as, just as Cogs is in. Yep. It's all about the education. Just as St. Mary's University is in. Educate. All, all of these places they go to with all these ties to these experts, those people are invested. Those yeah. people want them to find it. Yeah, of course. But they're not going to put their reputations on the line saying, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this has to be something that leads you to treasure. They don't do that. Mm -mm. But they give them encouraging uh, information, you know, based on what the things are that they're putting in front of them. Mm -hmm. It's it's I think it's a beautiful relationship because it shows academic uh, stuff with treasure hunters mm -hmm. and how they meet in the middle. Because, you know, when you're a treasure hunter, you oh, can yeah. really, I don't know, like. You could be so sure about something that you don't even need any proof, you know, mm -hmm. like you because you know it's all faith based. Yeah. But when you have these other people that are all based on the data, you know, like we always say the Rick mm -hmm. and the Marty, yeah. except for Marty's now Rick, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they take turns. Yeah. So that's just the data and then the pure faith coming together from all those angles is great. Well, you need a little bit of both, right? You have to have some, if you don't have faith, going somewhere then why would you even want to bring the data in to have it tested they actually touch on this on the unexplained episode a bit okay. kind of the psychology about treasure, treasure hunters, hunters yeah. and you know you just keep going and going and going thinking that this last little bit's gonna get you there i know i thought that guy was I, I thought that guy was talking specifically about you <laughs> You mean you? No, no. I let things go. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Just kidding. No. And, but that, you know, this is why treasure hunting works well for us is we're like a Rick and Marty. Like if <laughs> our personalities and the way we see things, because we can challenge each other. 
But and I'm usually right. Okay. But within treasure hunting, you have this psychology just comes up a lot. And like you said, it's kind of a it's a beautiful relationship that they've also got the very academic and kind of that cut and cut and dry. You have to be able to prove yourself Mm -hmm. beyond just faith that something is there besides just a feeling. It's bigger than that. Well, they got the resources to reach out to the right people that can help them with identifying all that stuff. And like I said, it's a beautiful relationship that comes together that, you know, one side isn't going to be more. Okay. So the education side is what really intrigues me Mm -hmm. because those people they can't just put their reputation on the line uh-uh. to go along with whatever narrative these no. guys want to go. And so when you hear them say, you know, they're excited about something, that's when you really take notice. Uh, no, I a hundred percent, a million percent, a billion percent agree. Mm-hmm. That's to get someone, an academic like that excited, you know, listen up, yo. Yeah. Well, like you said, Dr. Spooner, all in. He's all in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, after he found that piece of wood wedged between the rocks, he was like, whoa. He's like, that's it. That's it. It wasn't a bottle. It wasn't anything. All he needed was that piece of wood to prove that this was put here on purpose. That, that's saying something. It sure is. Then we had, uh, so Doug, after the phone call ended, Doug, uh, he noted that Marty has questioned the lack of coconut fiber that they've been finding. And so this new find is really helpful because, mm-hmm. you know, they are, they have these tales of finding all this coconut fiber and they're not, you know, they're doing all this digging. They're not finding coconut fiber, mm-hmm. not as much as they thought they probably should be. Yeah. The lore, so, if you will. Yeah. But So it's cool. They found like a good deposit of it. Mm-hmm. No, I, that, that was really exciting for me to see the coconut fiber come out i mean we know we can always trust dan hensky to tell us where there's <laughs> more to go find it but to have to hit something that has it in there that we haven't seen before it just i i don't know i think it really says a lot yeah in my notes i, I wrote here that the team agrees that this confirms original work mm-hmm. uh, marty is at, uh marty says we're absolutely closing in and i literally wrote marty is now a rick I've been saying it more than just now, but that down multiple times. I mean, it's just becoming more and more apparent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. It definitely is. Okay. Let's see here. What uh, do we have anything else? about? Yeah. Now we go on to the namesake of the episode. Shirley Templar. (laughs) Okay. Are we going to talk about lot 21? Yeah. Cause that, that, uh, the stuff with James McQuiston Uh rolls into that. Okay. I, I'm sure. Don't you remember? Did you watch? Did you even watch I, the episode? <laughs> I did, but I didn't think that that necessarily rolled in as beautifully as you think it rolls. In. Okay, well, James McQuiston's there, and he explains about how uh, Daniel McGinnis was mm-hmm. related to other people that could have been. You know, he was down the chain from the Knights Baronet, mm-hmm. and then that's why they go to Lot Twenty One afterward mm-hmm. to, to chat about it. So there is an elegant little flow to okay. get you there. Okay, I, I'm listening to your flow, yo. All right, well, let's start over with uh, McQuiston. Okay. Right? War room. War room meeting. James McQuiston returns to the island, explaining how Freemasons connect directly to Oak Island. Uh huh. He gives him these little the handouts. Little handout, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I want one of those. 
Yeah, James, well, I, can I? I couldn't get a good look at it. Yeah, I want to. I want a better look at that. Maybe to read through it. I bet he maybe posted it online. Somewhere. You know what? It's probably in the layout of his newest book. Mm. Um, he had mentioned that was the one that had all that in it. I okay. Think. Well, maybe we need to start buying his the books. End game. Mm. That one. So okay. We need to get that one. Yeah, I haven't so, read any of James McQuiston's books yet. We'll link it in the notes. Sounds good. There cool. we go. All right. Well, uh, then we have like this little side clot worthy mm-hmm. moment. <laughs> well, not a moment, but he explains that McQuiston's last trip in theory about Sir William Alexander creating and leading the Knights Baronet and setting up New Scotland, Nova mm-hmm. Scotia, and how that all went about. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, curiously, Charles is absent from this meeting. Oops. Don't bang your microphone. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We we were uh, touching our chins to audio listeners. To think. <laughs> yeah. To think. Yeah. Charles, where are you at? But no, that's cool. You don't got to be there all the time, Charles, I guess. He's well, got stuff to do, too. <laughs> yeah. So Quiston explained that the Knights Baronet were given 30,000 acres to start their own towns. And they certainly weren't going to leave their valuables behind in Scotland. So they deposited that. What they would have had to have done is find somewhere where they're going to deposit all their valuables for safekeeping mm-hmm. and why not store them together in the, ba- on the bank of Oak Island or yeah, it, <laughs> in the know, bank wherever of Oak they're Island. going, they're not going to leave them behind. And he's saying that they had these kind of like history of relationships or family within the Knights Templar. Right. So it wouldn't be surprising that they've got some relics from that. Okay. That makes total sense to me mm-hmm. right and the original leader uh william alexander who, yep you know led he forgot the the sir you know he did earn that title sir yeah that's right william alexander <laughs> if i was a knight i'd be offended if people didn't call me sir you don't gotta call me sir without being a knight but if i was a knight yeah i would expect it you know okay <laughs> okay carry on <laughs> Sorry, my bad, Sir William Alexander. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and he, in connecting with the three boys that were digging up the money pit, um, he talks about how, who is it? The... Damn McGinnis, John Smith. McGinnis, thank you. <laughs> One of those guys? I don't guys? know who, what I'm thinking, but his mother's maiden name or whatever was McLean? The same as the second leader of that's McLean. Mm-hmm. J- James McLean was the next lead of the Nova Scotia Freemasons. Yes. So mm-hmm. maybe they were going there on purpose. So, so maybe he had heard tale handed down that there he, go to Oak Island mm-hmm. and there would be, something he needs to dig up or something he could retrieve that his ancestors or somebody had maybe buried mm-hmm. there of great value. Yes. Yeah, so that that's what could have convinced him and his friends to dig that 30 foot deep pit. Mm-hmm. It It's interesting because I had never thought of it that way. I'd kind of questioned why three boys were just randomly drawn out to the Island. Like, you know, they had seen the lights and saw the giant depression. Didn't think that it was something natural i mean there are reasons not to think it's natural i get it but then to go to eagerly start 
digging that deep. Like it kept blowing my mind that the three of them went down that far. We have dug holes as two individuals and with, you know, good equipment, but that's a lot. Of yeah. Go, going past like five feet would be a big undertaking going 30 feet deep. And then <laughs> that just does not like, sound appealing unless you're going to get rewarded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so is, yeah, when you think I mean, you're going to get rewarded, you keep going. You, you kind of keep getting these little things like you go down 10 feet and that's a long ways to go to get to your layer of logs to get to the layer of logs to me says, Oh wow. There, this was on purpose. Yeah. Right? There's something there, but you have to have faith that to get down that far. But then he goes on to mention about potential like um, Mason symbols around the base of a tree, things like that, yeah. which would inspire that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, James McQuiston, he said about, like, why they would have... They, if they're coming over there and they have these valuables and they don't want to leave them behind in Scotland, mm -hmm. he said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to bury it. Like, speaking, like, if he was speaking for them, we're going to yeah. bury it, we're going to booby trap it, and nobody's going to know about it. Mm -hmm. So, until your family speaks about it generations later, which could have possibly happened with this theory, mm -hmm. uh, going to uh you know ultimately getting to daniel mcginnis to go and dig this stuff up it makes sense it, it really does seem it, it makes logical. sense well it, it makes sense that um as far as the story goes and how it could have happened i suppose but i don't know i i guess i need to read james mcquiston's book mm -hmm. get more background information but yeah i don't know it's it's a lot to it's a lot to take in i mean this mm -hmm. is not a shallow so this is very deep <laughs> you know and kind of some deep roots to really you know, history of any kind to dive in and really have a good understanding yeah of. it seems like a lot of work and a lot of uh engineering and a lot of everything to go through to do such a thing at such depth and you know i mean a, a 30 foot pit a 20 foot pit probably would have sufficed you know mm -hmm. um Unless they were hiding the Ark of the Covenant, right? <laughs> unless it was a bank, unless they, you know, yeah. it was something bigger than. Yeah, it's just hard to know. It but is because it's I fun to speculate in the past. Yeah, so they had that discussion, mm -hmm. and then that that led them to follow up going to the McGinnis, <clears throat> sorry, to the McGinnis Foundation mm -hmm. to check it out. Yep, and so. They're looking around, and Marty says that Laird is in charge because Laird's with them, yeah. obviously. Yeah, and the only way they're getting on this lot is if Laird's in charge. So he clearly states Laird's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Steve was there, and he asked if it was possible if Daniel McGinnis and his friends may have found the treasure. And Charles says that that could be. Yeah. You know, just being real. If uh, that's a possibility. But when I think about it, you know, Daniel McGinnis and Anthony Vaughn and um, it's on tip of my tongue, John Smith. That one. They, those guys went out there, they dug that 30 foot pit, and then they kind of had to give up. And then they got, uh, like 10 years later, they came back to dig some more. I mean, are they going to keep digging if they already found that treasure within that first dig of the 30 feet? I think they're not coming back, you know? So it's to me, it's it's hard to imagine that they found it, but who knows? I don't know. They may have found something, but yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to say. Maybe they did find it, 
and know exactly what it is. It was something big and they bought the property in order to protect it. Could be. Could it be? It could. So what? They Then they brought more diggers on uh, like 10 years later um, to go and dig a giant pit just it just as a ruse. Be like, oh yeah, we're still digging. We can't haven't found it, guys. Uh, come look over here. See this big pit? There's nothing there. Ah oh, man, maybe we'll get it tomorrow. Maybe. And they already have it. I'm just here to challenge you Doubt it. and say you could be wrong. Hmm. Yeah. That that's all I'm doing. I'm just here to throw wrenches in your plan. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. So they have. Um, they did have a little flashback, and that's mm-hmm. where I was getting about that. Like they had a flashback talking about. One of Daniel McGinnis's ancestors, mm-hmm. Joan McGill- McGinnis, coming to the island and showing off that cross. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sure, that could have been found by him on Oak Island. You know, I wouldn't uh, doubt that. You know, if that's the story that's came down through generations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, it's just I think if they found it, why ten years later that they go back and start digging again? Mm-hmm. Just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Nah, I totally. I'm on board with that, but they, what we find out is basically they've been approved for a permit to do a surface level investigation. Mm -hmm. They're scratching, they're shaking, they're going grid style straight archaeologist. Archaeologist. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, so Laird and the flood tunnels of doom are active on site and ready. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be busy. Yeah, and that's kind of like that's that's going to be a big deal because nobody's ever been able to like really dig in this area and yeah. find that's out a, a whole bunch deal. more. I mean, they probably were able to back you know prior to uh, the government taking such a keen interest in yeah. the area, but it's protected. Laird has permission to do some work, so yep, we're excited for you, Laird. We are excited. Go, Laird, go. Yeah, that's kind of the whole episode. That is the whole episode, except for. The next time on the oh, Curse of Oak Island. Like, what do you mean? Am I missing something here? Yeah, you want me to read my notes from the next time on? Yeah. Okay, so in my on my notes, I said I typed in. Uh, they find a huge boulder near the eye of the swamp that looks bigger than the boulders that comprise Nolan's cross. Uh-huh. Tom Nolan is on site with Rick, uh, examining this. Yes, and those so, are big boulders. Well, the Nolan's cross ones are pretty big, and if mm-hmm. these are bigger, yeah. They they were they didn't I don't know if they didn't look like that big to me because they're kind of still a little bit buried and Billy's scoop um, I, I understand he has the bigger scoop with this so that could be playing with my perception a little bit I was gonna say there was nothing really there for scale yeah uh, except know. for the except for the bucket except for the bucket but then if yeah. you don't really have a good idea of what the scale of that is it's hard to say true all right then they get a uh, a huge, extremely long reach esca- excavator huge for Billy to play arm. with in the uplands. That was bananas. Yeah, like I literally I wrote huge, extremely long reach excavator. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I paused it a few times. Like what? I know. Well, we've kind of been seeing that in some previews mm-hmm. coming up throughout the season of like a, a excavator that is digging like super deep. So well, obviously they believe there's something going on in the uplands. Heck yeah. And then Billy breaks through the soil and they find a bunch of gushing water. Jack calls it a geyser. And then that's where it ends. And that's about it. And that's it. I'm exciting. I'm exciting. You're very exciting, man. I don't think I've ever (laughs) met a more exciting person than you. I'm excited for next week (laughs) to see what is crack-a-lacking. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Uh So, yeah, that's that. Um, Good episode. So, yeah, I'm excited for next week. And then if you guys want, 
anybody that's listening or, or watching right now, mm-hmm. you could come and do just hang out with us because mm-hmm. we have a live stream that we do on Tuesdays. Yep. An hour before the Curse of Oak Island uh, airs. airs on the East Coast. In so, the U.S. Yeah, so the, it airs on the East Coast at 9 o'clock. So East Coast, 8 o'clock is when we go live. Yep. So, all right. Well, uh, I think we still have Clotworthies, right? Yep. So let's get our Clotworthy moments. Yeah, who won? You want to know who won last week? Please. Please wait, share. Wait for it. The iron strap from an old ship? And found near the mysterious stone-paved area in the swamp. The strap one. I'm I'm not surprised. Me either. That was a good one. I mean, it was a burnt strap. Yeah. yeah. Off of a sailing ship. Off of a sailing ship. Cool. Could it be? Yeah. So that's the winner of this week's clot-worthy moment. Of last week's clot-worthy moment. Okay. Last week's clot-worthy moment. Okay. Do so we have new ones. We have two new ones this week. The first one for you to vote on is a wooden stake. Could it be connected to the other ancient markers the team has recently found in the swamp? Hmm. You said you like steak. Yeah, I wonder if it could be connected to the ancient or the other ancient markers found in the swamp. I wonder if it's like connected to like some kind of horror story of like killing vampires. I don't know. Who knows? That's how you kill vampires with a wooden stake. Am I right? I'm sure a toothpick would work. We need to talk to uh, Jen and Kimberly from Booze and Bourbon about that. Oh, yeah, they'd know. Yeah. They know these things. Okay. Uh, You have a contender. I do have a contender. Okay. Sir William Alexander, the founder of the Knights Baronet, also a Freemason. Also. So a stake versus a person. (laughs) You asked if I had a contender and who it was. Well, it is Sir William Alexander. I hope hope for his sake he's not a vampire. Just saying. Just saying. Yikesos. So if you want to vote on this week's clotworthy moment, uh-huh. go to www.facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast or, or www.twitter.com slash Oak Island pod. I like my www's. Yeah. Okay. I'm Mr. not letting World them go. Web. I'm not letting them go. I know you're crazy. Okay. So we'll get those posted so you can vote, 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 vote. And then we will have the results next week. We sure will. Yeah. Is there anything else that you need to say before we go? Mm, no. Just thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, if, you can find us on there you go. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you YouTube. love to get your podcast, including YouTube or on the Facebook. Yeah. If you want to reach out to us via email, please feel free. Our email address is oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can find us on Instagram at Oak Island Podcast. I don't have it prepared, but we do have a voicemail line. And if you go to listen and listen to one of our old episodes or look us up on Facebook, you can find that there. Mm-hmm. If you have not been writing these down as quickly as you possibly can, we also have a website you could go to and just find all this information, which is www.oakislandpodcast.com. Yes. That's, that's it. That's it. Okay. And last but not least. hmm we have trading cards. We do. And we revealed a brand new one for the next set. This is a brand new set of trading cards. So we finished the old set. Everybody from the Fellowship of the Dig now has a card that is available to anybody that wants them, right? Yep. And we started a brand new set where we showed off a card featuring Doug Crow. If you want to see it, go to our Facebook page and we have a, an image of it. It looks absolutely fantastic. Deidre. Nailed it. 
<laughs> so superheroes this time around. They are superheroes. You can also uh, check it out over on Instagram. So I, I shared it there too. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. The way you can get them is at patreon.com slash Oak Island podcast in order to be able to get them each month. So marches are coming to you pretty darn soon. Yep. So I think that's it. Is there anything else? Nope. So until next time. Could it be? Just be nice to find a tunnel with a big sign saying treasure this way. You know it's towards the money pit.